Good morning. Good morning. How are you, David? Good morning, Spirit of Grace. Let's all stand. Excited to see all of you in the house of the Lord this morning. Love you guys. I am even more excited about who he is at all times.
you have your Bibles, if you'll turn to 1 Samuel chapter 30. The Lord has the last couple of weeks put me, I believe, into a river of the prophetic. And when I say prophetic, there's two branches, really, of the prophetic. There is the foretelling, which is what most of us think is the prophetic, of declaring what is coming or what's going to be. But there's a second part of prophecy or the prophetic that is the foretelling. We're explaining where we're at and what's going on around us when things get so clouded. And that's the river that I believe God has placed me in. Um, it was Monday or Tuesday that the Lord started laying this message on my heart. And some things have happened between then and now that have just confirmed uh, kind of what God is trying to say to us today. And so I believe that this message is for you. It's for me as well. It's for all of us if you're ready to receive it. So I'm going to ask that you would pray with me a different kind of prayer to begin this message today. And I want to pray a prayer of repentance. Now, for those of you that don't know what repentance is, repentance is simply a twofold process of telling the Lord that you're sorry for not living up to the word of God, which just in case you didn't or were unaware, none of us have done that. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. And so we apologize to him for that, but then we make a commitment in our spirit to do our best to follow after him. And so I want us to pray that kind of a prayer today because I believe that kind of a prayer is what's going to prepare our hearts and our spirits to receive what God has for us today. So would you join me today? Lord God, we come together as a body in the spirit of repentance. Lord, there's not a person in here that has, has measured up to the standards of your word, for we've all fallen short of your glory. And God, I'm asking you, Lord, to forgive us because of that shortcoming. Lord, some of us have messed up even this week. And Lord, some of us have maybe even messed up already this morning. But your faithfulness, you said if we would confess it to you, you would be faithful to forgive us. And I'm asking you to forgive us today. Wash us white as snow, Lord God, in your presence. Lord, I'm asking you, God, to give us strength. As the disciples prayed, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. I'm asking you, Lord Jesus, to come alongside each one of us and help us to serve you. Help us to look after you. Help us to think like you and see like you. I'm asking you to make us pure and holy today by the authority of your word. I can't do it on my own. I need the blood of Calvary to wash over us today, God. And I'm asking you to do it just now so that you can prepare our hearts to receive what you have for us. Lord, fill me up and pour me out upon your people and allow the glory of God to be made present and manifest in this house today. We'll be careful to give you all praise and glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Uh, I, I want to speak out of 1 Samuel chapter 30, and I'm going to just start reading, and Elena's going to just try to keep up, because I <laughs> couldn't give her exactly which verses that uh, I had. And uh, But we're going to start in verse number 1, 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse number 1. Three days later, when David and his men arrived home at their town of Ziklag, 
they found that the Amalekites had made a raid into the Negev and Ziklag. They had crushed Ziklag and burned it to the ground. They had carried off the women and children and everyone else, but without killing anyone. And when David and his men saw the ruins and the realized what had happened to their families, they wept until they could weep no more. David's two wives, Ahinoam, and from Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal from Carmel, were among those captured. And David was now in great danger, or the King James says he was in great distress because of his men that were bitter about losing their sons and daughters, and they began to talk of stoning him. But David found strength in the Lord his God. The King James Version says it this way, David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And he said to Abiathar the priest, bring me the ephod. So Abiathar brought it, and David asked the Lord, should I chase after this band of raiders, and will I catch them? And the Lord told him, yes, go after them. You will surely recover everything that was taken from you. And so David and his 600 men set out. They came to the brook Besor. And uh, but 200 of the men were too exhausted to cross the brook. So David continued in the pursuit with 400 men. And then the Bible says that they met an Egyptian that led them to the Amalekites. And a great victory was won. Here's what I want to preach on today with the help of the Lord. Take it back. Amen. Take it back. We're coming to the close of a year that most of us would rather just erase. It's been a year that has been a struggle. It's been a year of struggle physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all across the board. The economy's been crazy. We went through a political season. We're still in the middle of a political season. We've gone through this thing called a pandemic. We're doing all of these different kinds of things that are going on, and it has weighed us down. It has come against us and fought against us to where we have become worn out, and we have just felt the heaviness of life on our shoulders, not sure which way to turn, not sure which way to go. Some of you can add all your individual. I just named some general things that all of us have dealt with, but then I could go across this room, and there's some individual circumstances that each of you have had to deal with, that you've had to confront, that may have confronted you and fallen into your pathway and became an obstacle to your freedom and became an obstacle to your peace. And I'm trying to tell somebody today through the help of the word of the Lord that don't worry about it right now. It's time to get encouraged in the Lord. It's time to get strengthened in the Lord because the Lord is going to send us on a chase. He's going to go to lead us and to take it back that which we have lost this year. I believe that David understood something after he encouraged himself in the Lord that you and I need to grab a hold of today, and that is simply this. While it may look like a midnight hour, while it may look bleak and may not be certain, that when it may be shaking all around us, uh, that it's in that moment of time that if you will just find yourself in the presence of God, you can begin to encourage yourself. You don't need somebody else to come along. It's just you and God, and you can begin to be strengthened in the presence of God. You have to understand something about this passage of Scripture. 
This passage of scripture is David and his mighty men coming back from battle. They had been doing what God wanted them to do. David had already been anointed. He was already the called servant of God. He was the one that was doing God's bidding. And he was out doing what God wanted him to do. And in the midst of him doing what God wanted to do, the enemy came in and destroyed his whole town. And took his family and his children and all of the men that were with him, their children, all their families were taken into captivity. Can I just tell you that it isn't always just because you're not doing what you're supposed to do, but it could be in the very hour that you're doing exactly what God is asking you to do that the enemy comes in and takes away something that you have deemed precious in your life. Can I just tell you, if you have had to deal with things this year, don't look at yourself as being a failure. Don't look at yourself as being out of the will of God. You might have been right smack dab in the will of God, and the enemy still comes in fact I'm of the opinion that the more you're in the will of God the treacher, more treacherous life yeah. becomes yeah. but that's just me I don't know it doesn't tell us how David encouraged himself in the Lord but I remember a story back in chapter 17 where David was facing a giant, a Goliath, if you will. And he did something that no other warrior did at that point in time. Saul called him in and said, okay, I don't understand Saul's thinking. He was, he was a coward, I guess. But he said, okay, you can go out and fight even though you're not a warrior, you're not, you're not trained, you don't, but you're gonna have to wear all of my armor. And so Saul put all of the armor of Saul on David, and when David got it on, he couldn't hardly move because it was too big, it was too heavy. It was something that David said, I can't operate like this. Can I just share something with somebody that has to hear this? You're wearing somebody else's armor and it's wearing you down. It's time for you to get into your position the way God wants you. You can't have it like the person sitting next to you. You can't operate like I operate, and I can't operate like you operate. When you're trying to operate your life like somebody else, you're going to be weighed down because you're wearing armor that's not designed for you. It's not anointed for you. It's not prepared for you. David stepped out of that armor and said, I can't wear that. I've got to do what God trained me in. I've got to do what God perfected in me. And so he took a sling, and he went down to the brook. And we sang about it as kids. He picked up five smooth stones. Don't know why he picked up five. He only needed one. But he picked up five. And he put it in his sling and he went out. And, and I just have to maybe think, and, and this is just me reading between the lines of 1 Samuel 30, that when he uh, encouraged himself in the Lord, I think he may have gone back to the brook. And maybe picked up some five things that let him know that everything was going to be all right. So I want to just kind of share some of that with you. I believe that, that he may have thought about the faithfulness of God in the past. 
How God came through when a lion came according, uh, upon his sheep and he, he beat the lion and he beat the bear and how he went out and defeated Goliath. And, and, and I just have to believe that David looked back and said, if he can do that then, he can do it now. And somebody here today that needs to take a step aside and say, if he can get me to where I'm at today, he can get me to where I need to be tomorrow. Some of you have a past that you aren't very proud of, and that's okay, because Jesus has erased the past and the guilt of the past, but he's placed you in a seat of righteousness. He's placed you in a seat of glory. And if he can get you, and if he can get me from there to here, he can get you, and he can get me from here to there. So be encouraged in the Lord today that he's got you in the palm of his hand. He's got the whole world in his hand. He's got you and me, brother, in his hand. He's got you and me, sister, in his hand. He's got the little children. In, he's got it all in his hand. So you can be encouraged. I think maybe the second thing he thought about as he focused on who God was. Can I tell you when we get into troubles, when we take our eyes off of him, because if we really think about it, what does the scripture teach us and what has been proven out in our lives? There's a couple of things. Number one, he is omnipotent. The Lord God omnipotent reigns. That means he's got all of the power. He's got all of the authority. Can I tell you if what you're going through right now is overwhelming you, you need to fall back into the arms of God because it's just a pebble to him. Let me put it to you this way. I read this one time. The stone that was in front of the tomb was just a pebble to the rock of ages that was inside. Let me just tell you that the God that's all powerful is in this house right now. The one that spoke all of things into existence is standing at one zero. 110 Woodcrest Drive Northwest right now to speak into your life, to speak into your spirit, to raise you up from your ashes. It also says in scripture that he is not only omnipotent, but he is omniscient. He knows it all. And he is somebody that I would like to be around. The one person that knows it all that I'd like to be around. <laughs> he knows it all. He knows what I'm dealing with. In fact, he doesn't even just know it, but he feels it. Hebrews chapter 4 tells us he was, he was the one that felt it all. Every one of our infirmities, he's felt it. He knows what you're feeling. He knows the despair. He knows whatever it is that you're dealing with. He already knows it. So be encouraged. I believe that David may have taken some time there by himself to praise and worship. For that's what David did best. When David was down in the dumps, he praised himself out of it. He worshiped himself out of it. Listen, when you're feeling down and discouraged when things are coming against you, that's not the time to stay away from the church house. That's the time to gather your things together, whether you feel like it or not, and enter into the presence of the Lord with like-minded believers and lift your spirit up in praise and worship. Because as you begin to do that, the encouragement and edification of the Lord will sweep into your spirit and you will walk away from this place different than when you came. The 
fourth thing you may have done, something, and some of these are things that I've just experienced on my own, but sometimes you just need to talk yourself into it. You need to talk yourself into hope. We spend enough time talking ourselves into trouble, we might as well talk ourselves out of it. We, we might as well just begin talking ourselves into it. You know the old statement that says, fake it till you make it? You know, I don't necessarily believe fake it till you make it, but here's what I do believe. Act like the real thing, and then the real thing becomes real. Jesus said the joy of the Lord is our strength. Listen, when I'm weak, I need to find his joy. Not my joy, I need to find his joy. I need to talk myself into his word. I need to talk myself into his, his spirit, into his presence. I need to say, God, I don't know what's going on, but here I come. I'm coming after you. I'm leading myself into the word of God because I know somewhere along the line, I'm going to meet up with you. And then David seeks God's face and guidance. I want you to notice something. There's something powerful about the number five. And while it doesn't give us five things that he encouraged himself, he did five, grab five stones. The number five in scripture has to deal with grace. All across the first five commandments of the Ten Commandments deal with our relationship with God. The second half deals with our relationship with one another. And it's all surrounded and wrapped up in grace. Because it's only grace that we have a relationship with him. And it's really only grace that you have a relationship with me and I have a relationship with you. It's really all bound up in grace. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that could it be that David took the concept of grace in this moment and encouraged himself in the Lord? What is grace? Grace is unmerited favor of God toward man. Grace is the thing that will propel you into greatness, not because of the deeds that you're able to do on your own, but because you've gone hand in hand with the one that brought grace to this world. Because John chapter 1 says, for by Christ, grace came. And when you have grace in your life, anything begins to happen. Where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. Take it back. I believe that God wanted something to happen today. We want something that's going to happen. I believe somebody's going to walk away from here wrapped up in grace. And I, I, I'm going to do something here that I haven't done. I don't know that I've ever done it here this way. Normally when God begins to lean into my spirit the way he did this week, I'll tell you what usually that triggers the, the response that I usually give to you. And that is what we used to call an old-fashioned prayer line. Okay, in that prayer line we have people walk through. Some of you have been around when we've done this. Obviously, COVID doesn't let us do that right now. So we're going to do something a little bit different. I asked the Lord for clarity in the spirit. And I believe that he has given me six areas 
I'm sorry, five areas that he wants to address in this house today. Some of these five areas, <clears throat> some of you may be dealing with multiple of these five areas. Some may only one. I believe the Lord laid certain people on my heart in each category. And so I'm going to say a prayer and then what's going to happen in just a few minutes. I know this message is a little bit different, but let me just explain to you what it means to be your pastor. And this applies to my wife as well. And it really applies to any pastor that, in my opinion, is worth his salt or her salt. There are times that we begin to feel very heavy. There were a few instances, even this week, where my wife came home from work totally exhausted, and it wasn't just because Kim worked her too hard. <laughs> but she was feeling the weight of an email, the weight of somebody's need, Sometimes the Lord just places a burden on our shoulders for the church in general, sometimes for certain individuals. <clears throat> sometimes we even kind of have a picture, maybe not in detail of what's going on, but then somebody will come to us and say, this is what's happening. And we can say, I know the Lord kind of didn't give us details, but it's been on our hearts. It's been on our shoulders. I texted somebody, they're not here today because they've been battling sickness for several weeks. I texted them this morning and I just said, I just need you to know that you're in our thoughts and prayers because they're weighing heavy on us. There's things that happen in, in this area and I have felt the weight of what's going on in the body of Christ here in Coon Rapids. And I've got to tell you that that does not discourage me but it encourages me because it lets me know that God is getting ready to let us take some things back. Yeah. To have some things restored, to have some things uh, released in us, to have some things encompass us and saturate us and consume us. And if you're online this afternoon and you're watching this later, just take this message today and apply it to yourself if you will and allow God to minister to you. I don't do this lightly because this is not usually my gifting. Uh, some of you know who Pastor Suber is. This is more along his lines of gifting. This is where God has used me from time to time, but I don't do it without boldness because I know the Lord has spoken this week and something's getting ready to happen. So I'm going to pray in just a moment, and then we're going to deal with these five areas. But here's what I need you to help me pray over the next 15 seconds or so. And that is to give you a boldness to receive and a vulnerability in the house of the Lord to receive what God has for you. If you're not willing to grab a hold of this in the next 10 or 15 minutes, it's, it, it's it, it, we're just blowing hot air. But if you're willing to be vulnerable in the presence of God, not vulnerable to me, but vulnerable in the presence of God, God is getting ready to do a miraculous work in this house. Yeah. 
And I believe that with all of my heart. So will you pray with me for just a moment? Jesus, something is getting ready to happen. I sense it in your spirit. There is an excitement and a trepidation at the same time in my heart right now. Help me to use wisdom and help me to move the way you want me to move. Give me boldness, but I'm asking you even more than that. I'm asking you to give the people that are in this house, Lord, the strength to stand and be bold and be open and be vulnerable to the presence of God. Because, Lord, you're wanting to do something for them in just a moment notice, in a moment of time. And I'm asking you, God, to release the power of the Lord in this house in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Ha. Now, Lord. Now, Lord. Now, Lord. Praise God. Here's what we're going to do. Because we can't do a prayer line, what I want to do is I'm going to call this individual area. And if this area applies to you, I want to invite you to stand. And I'm going to move a little bit, but I'm also going to call for the elders. I have sent the microphone down with my wife because she's going to begin to pray over this sanctuary in just a few minutes as we go into these areas. And uh, I'm just telling you, I'm trying to be as transparent and share my heart with you today because I'll be honest with you. As the heaviness has come on my shoulders for you, it's given me a boldness to say enough is enough in the spirit. And I don't know about you, but I have found myself last night sitting down on my computer, encouraging myself in the Lord, asking God, okay, God, is this the service where we begin to pursue? Yeah. Is this the service where we go off the defensive and go to the offensive? Is this the moment that you're calling your people to begin to become victorious and chase after that. Some of you are going to walk away from here and you are going to be totally, completely transformed by the power of God. If you allow him to. So this first area, uh, I digress one more time. Some of this is just natural and some of this is spiritual. But sometimes what ends up happening is when we take the, that which is natural on us, it messes with our spiritual. Okay? And you're going to understand that here in a minute. But what have I always said at Spirit of Grace Church? We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world. I'm not fighting people today. I'm fighting a spirit today. And so this first thing that I want us to do, if you have been overcome by worry and anxiety, I'm asking you to stand. Worry and anxiety. Mm. Now, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to ask you, normally, I'll just tell you, we've got a lot of guests, so I need to explain some of this. Normally, what I would do is I'd come around and I'd lay a hand on your forehead and I'd begin to pray over you. I can't do that right now. But I can spiritually. And me and those that are seated around you are getting ready to take a hold of some of the spirit of worry and anxiety. Because here's what worry does, is it tears you down. 
worry and anxiety kind of go hand in hand, but they both tear you down physically to where you can't even function or operate. So here's what I feel like we need to do. Would you just raise your hands all across this place, but especially those that are standing right now, raise your hands in the presence of the Lord. God, you declared this a worry-free zone. By the authority of the word of God, I'm asking you to release the worry, overcome the anxiety by the power that is in the cross. Lord, right now over Laura, from the top of her head to the sole of her feet, God, I release any worry and anxiety. And Lord, I take it away and I replace it with a peace that passes all understanding. Lord Jesus, for sharing right now from the top of her head to the sole of her feet. Lord, let her not walk around in anxiety or worry any longer, but restore God the peace that passes understanding. For Jordan and Nicole and Denise uh, and, and, and uh, Alicia and this dear sister here and David and this sister and brother over here and Carrie and these folks right here. Right now, God, let the floodworks of heaven flow from the top of their head to the sole of their feet in the name of Jesus. Let it fall. Let it fall. Let it fall. Let it fall. Let them feel the warmth of your embrace. Let them feel the strength of your hand. Let them feel the encouragement of your spirit. Let them feel, Lord God, the breeze of peace in the name that is above every other name, the name of Jesus, for every uh, knee shall bow and every tongue confess and every spirit will bow before you as well in Jesus' name right now. In Jesus' name, before you're seated, those that are standing, would you just shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. You can be seated. The word hallelujah is universal. It means I give you my all. The second area that the Lord released me to pray over today. is some of you have lost the joy of your salvation. You still come to church. You still worship. But it has become a duty and not a joy. It has become something that you just know you're supposed to do. And so you've done it faithfully and obediently. But today, God is getting ready to restore your joy and your laughter. If you are here today and you're honest enough with God, you love God, you have served God, but there hasn't been that joy which you stand in the presence of the Lord. Yes, yes, yes. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There it is. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Jesus, I release on these people standing the spirit of joy. The spirit of laughter. The spirit of hilarity. The spirit, God, of the bubbling of your spirit, Lord. I'm asking you, Jesus, right now to restore a joy. Lord, that it wouldn't just be a duty or it wouldn't just be obedience, but that the joy of the Lord would rush their soul from the top of their head to the sole of their feet. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Those of you that are standing, would you just begin to shout hallelujah in the presence of God? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. My God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You can be seated in the name of the Lord. The next area that the Lord released me to pray over is the spirit of loneliness. If you're dealing with loneliness, I'm asking you to stand. You may have a huge family, but you feel like you're all alone intellectually you know that Jesus is with you always but you feel alone would you stand in the presence of God hmm. my prayer for you today is to move you from an intellectual thought to an emotional thought. And I know that goes against a lot of what I've preached in the time past. But with this spirit, I'm asking God in just a moment to release, because I can ask just about every single one of you, is Jesus with you? And you'll say, yeah, he's, he's always with me. But you haven't felt it that way. And so I'm going to ask God to let you feel it. In Jesus' name. Right now, God, by the authority of your word, let each person that's standing here, let them feel your presence. Let them feel your embrace. Let them feel, God, that they are not alone. In their minds, they know it, but God, they have felt by themselves. They even have families, God, but they have felt like they're all alone. I'm asking you, God, we have begun to pursue. You have released us, Lord, to chase after. I'm asking you now, God, to let them sense it. Lord, through their senses, through their, their hearing, their seeing, their feeling. Lord God, let them sense the embrace of the Master right now. For you promised us that you would not leave us comfortless, but that you would come to us. I'm asking you, even so, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Let them feel the embrace. Let them feel it right now, God. Lord, as your arms wrap around them, let them feel the squeeze. 
Let them feel more the tenderness of your heart. Let them sense it, oh God, in your name. And I come against the spirit of loneliness now, and I command it to leave this place and depart from this place. I, Lord Jesus, release your anointing in this house to forever eradicate the spirit of loneliness. Lord Jesus, that when we begin to feel lonely, that it will only take a moment's notice for us to reach out to you, and we would sense you once again. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, all of you standing, would you begin to shout hallelujah? You can be seated. Isn't this a little different? Can I tell you why some of what's been happening is happening? It's because of those first three areas. You think about it. You think about worry, loneliness, lack of joy. All those are heavy. And it weighs us down. But somebody here that needed to have their joy restored is going to report this week that you were driving down the street and you couldn't stop laughing. And somebody is going to report that they had felt like they were all alone for a very long time. But when we prayed, they sensed something change and something different. The fourth area, we've got two more areas. The fourth area, if you are here today and you have a physical need, a sickness, a pain, an ache, I'm asking you to stand. The Bible says this, for by his stripes we are healed. I believe in the healing miraculous power of God. I believe that he can heal in a moment's notice. I believe that ache and the pain that you're dealing with can be broken in just a moment's notice. I believe that the diagnosis of the doctor can be changed in just a moment's notice. I know of too many stories, too many testimonies where people's lives have been changed in just a moment's notice because of the prayers of the people of God. In fact, James said it this way, if there any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. Well, we haven't called the elders. I guess we've called the elder. They've called me today, and we're going to pray. But all of you that are sitting around these people, would you raise your hands? We don't know what that sickness is. We don't know what that pain is. Some of it is more severe than others. Some of it is more dreary than others. But just let God begin to heal. Lord, from the top of every head to the every soul of those that are standing right now. I, Lord, those that are dealing with physical aches and pains and they can't walk and they struggle and they hurt. I'm asking you right now to release, realign every aspect of the spine, every tendon and tissue. I'm asking you, Lord, to just begin to realign and then reaffirm the healing power of God. Give them free range of motion. Give them freedom from pain and ache in the name of Jesus. Lord, for those, God, that are dealing with a sickness or a disease, I come against it in the name of Jesus. Lord, I release the kidneys to operate properly. Lord, I release the pancreas to operate properly. Lord, I release the lung to, re uh, to, to operate properly. Lord, I come against cancer. I come against all kinds of disease and sickness 
Jesus, Lord, in a moment's notice, by your stripes we are healed. I plead your blood upon these people right now. Oh, God, in your name, let your glory fall upon them and let the healing power of God, even now, Lord Jesus, let them heal. Feel the heat, Lord God, of the healing touch. Go to where that sickness and sin and disease and ache is. Let them sense it and feel it right now. Now, in Jesus' name, be made whole. In Jesus' name, be made whole. In Jesus' name, be made whole. In Jesus' name. Now I'm asking everybody in the house to shout out. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus' name, you can be seated. I'm going to pray for one more area. And all of these first four, then strong. But this is one that I'm asking you to be honest with yourself and let the body do a work today. And that is in this. There are some people here that an old spirit has come back to attract. There's a spirit that you thought you had overcome and dealt with a long time ago. It may have been a lying spirit, a cheating spirit, a manipulative spirit. It may have been a spirit of deception. It may have been a spirit of hatred, wrath. I don't know what it is but it has reattached itself to you and you have found yourself falling back into that old path, into that old way, and it has messed with you and you are feeling guilty about it, but you don't know how to release it. You don't know how to overcome it. Can I just tell you, it's getting ready to be overcome in Jesus' name. I'm asking you if you would be bold enough today, if an old spirit has come back and reattached it to itself to your life, would you stand in the presence of God? Oh my. I'll be honest with you, I did not see this coming. I knew of a couple people that the Lord revealed it, but, but I did not see this mass amount of people standing. Can I just tell you, victory is getting ready to flow in this house. Now listen, as I pray, I'm asking you to begin to pray because that spirit's got to go and never come back. Jesus, by the authority of your word and the power that's in your name, As the pastor of this assembly, Lord, I'm standing in the gap right now and I'm declaring victory. And I'm asking you to remove these old spirits that have come back to reattach themselves to these people. God, I don't know what those spirits are, but I'm asking you to break them right now. Lord, as you did with the man from Gadara, 
if need be, send them into a herd of pigs. Yes, I don't care where they go. I just need them to go from here. Let them go back to the deep from whence they came. Lord, we have people here that have felt guilty because they thought they had been an overcomer and this spirit has come back to reattach itself to them and they have felt guilty and condemned because they haven't fought back against it. I'm asking you, Lord, now to let Romans 8 verse 1 come to fruition that says, now therefore there is now no condemnation. Lord, remove any condemnation and guilt. Lord God, and I bind up this whole spirit. I command it to go in the name of Jesus. You have no business dealing with the children of God. You are a defeated foe. You are a defeated foe. And you are serving the wrong team. And I'm commanding you to go by the authority of the word of God and the power that's in the blood. I'm releasing the glory of God into the soul of each person right now. Lord God, I'm releasing that which is anointed, that which is true, that which is righteous, that which is full of grace and mercy in the name of Jesus. And Lord, now I stand on your promise of Matthew chapter 16 that says whatsoever I should loose on earth should be loosed in heaven and whatsoever I bind on earth should be bound in heaven. I bind these old spirits in the name of Jesus and I lose the spirit of anointing. I lose the spirit of joy. I lose the spirit of grace. I lose the spirit of anointing. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And everybody shouts hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. My God. I invite the rest of you to stand. This has been so different. But I don't know about you, there is a power that is moving through this place right now. And now that everybody is standing, I'm getting ready to unleash your pastor's wife in the house right now. More than anybody in this house, she carries the weight of the burden of this church on her shoulders. She is, in our family, she is our emotional person. I come to it from a sign of intellect. She senses it, she feels it, and she recognizes it when it's there, that there's a heaviness. But because of that, God has released an anointing in her, and I have heard her pray over the people of God. And I am calling her now and I am releasing her in the power of the Holy Ghost to pray like she's never prayed before. This will not just be her prayer, but the Holy Ghost will make intercession on the things that we don't know how to pray for. And God's getting ready to loose her in the name of Jesus upon this congregation. And you are going to sense it and feel it in Jesus' name. So now I release her to begin to pray over this congregation. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I speak your name over this congregation. Every man, woman, and child. 
speak your name over our children, God. From the youngest of ages. They will grow in the power of your love for them. They will grow in joy. I come against every spirit of anxiety and depression that is trying to take hold of our children, Lord God. You see the circumstances that they are in. I paint your blood over their minds and their hearts, their bodies and their souls. They are mighty in you. They are mighty in you. Their spirits are tender. But they are fighting a fight that is too too big. But you are victorious. You came and you conquered. And they are mighty in you. And God, we can say it and we can know it, but God, I'm asking today that they would know it. From a very young age, God, that they would know the power that they stand in belonging to you, Jesus. I pray over our teenagers, Lord God, God, that you would snatch them out of the voice of the enemy. God, that you would snatch them out of his hands, Lord God, in every plan that he has made to discourage them. Every plan that he has made to take their life in a different direction. God, right now, in the name of Jesus, I bind the plans of the enemy. And God, I ask you to release in our young people of Yeah. 
don't. He loves Lifted and worship the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. 
and lead their families in worship. They are the protectors of our home, Lord God. I ask you to bless them with a new and fresh anointing. New depths and new heights in you, Jesus, in their relationship with you. Places they have not yet ventured, God, I ask you to give them the courage to go, to seek you. God, I pray for every mother in this room that we would have the understanding that when we serve our families, when we are taking care of our families, we are blessing you. We are serving you. Help us to grasp that insight, Lord God, that when we are serving, help us not to become weary, but that we are serving you and that there is power when we make that connection. If before we serve our families, we say, I serve my family in serving you, Jesus. Anoint my service, God. Anoint my care, God. Anoint my prayers over my children. Let my prayers go where I cannot go. In the mighty name of Jesus, I ask you to give new strength, Lord God. Help us as mothers not to worry, but to trust and to stand in the power of who you are. God, I pray for the leadership in this church. I ask you to strengthen them, Lord God. We are in a season where there hasn't been a lot of outlet for giftings because of constraints. I'm asking you, Lord, to anoint them in a new way. Give them things right now in this time of what seems to be stillness. Deep things, God. That when you release, you are going to release out of them with such a powerful new anointing. And things are going to be shared from them that are going to strengthen the body like never before. And they are going to walk in new strength and new anointing. I pray for this praise team, Lord God, that you would anoint them as they minister, God, faithfully. I ask that every, every moment, God, that you would pour into them so that when they hit the street, Lord God, they may not be singing but they are still ministers of the gospel. My God, take them to depths in their prayer, Lord Jesus, that they've never been, and let a song flow out of them that is so beautiful that the angels, Lord God, will sit and wonder, what is that I'm hearing? What is that? My God. I ask you to bless them. I ask you to bless their homes and their families. Anoint them afresh, Lord God. Pour into them, Jesus. I pray for our pastor, Lord God, that you would place a shield about him. Woo, strong armor, Lord Jesus. An angel beside him, Lord God. 
the places you're asking him to go and the messages that you're asking him to share. Lord God, I ask that there would be an atmosphere in this house that it could go forth with liberty and power. And that your word will find its mark and that it will not take weeks and months for people to receive what you're saying. But in an instant, Lord God, God, that revelation will come in an instant in a moment. That deliverance will come in an instant in a moment. Because of the power of your word and the power in your name and the power in your blood. I pray over spirit of grace, Lord God. I ask that the ministry of the altar, the personal personal altar will be born and revived in each and every one of us. We have got to find you and we have got to move to that altar, Lord God, when you say go. No matter what time of day it is, Lord Jesus, if it's in the car or when we're sleeping or when we're doing dishes or we're mowing the lawn or shoveling snow, Lord God, I'm asking that we will move at the sound of your voice. Spirit of Grace Church is called for such a time as this. The culture that you have commanded be created here has been called for such a time as this that every person walking through the door will feel your love exuding from us, God. And that that love will create an atmosphere that things can be laid on an altar never to be picked up again. There are giftings in this house, Lord God, that have not yet been birthed. I'm thanking you for them right now. I'm thanking you for them and rejoicing in them right now, God. We look forward to see what you are going to accomplish in the next days and years. Oh, Jesus, you have a plan. And if that plan is to return, we rejoice in that, Jesus. More than anything, God, we rejoice in your coming to see you face to face. But if your plan is that we stay here a little longer and we labor a little longer, God, I'm asking that we would be the most effective, that you would lead and guide us, Lord God. That our labor would not be in vain, but that we would walk according to your voice. Order our steps, Lord God, both collectively as a body, Lord God, and individually. That we would seek you first, that we would not make our plans and then say, God bless it. But that we would seek you daily. What would you have me to do, Lord? God, I'm asking for unprecedented revival. Unprecedented. And I ask you to prepare our hearts and our minds, Jesus, for the sacrifice. Help us to be willing, Jesus. Help us to be willing to give up our scandal. In our way of thinking. And what we think you should do. And what we think we should do. Help us surrender it, God. And say, thy will be done. Thy will be done, Lord. We pray that together right now, Jesus. Thy will be done. 
Jesus, we love you and we adore you. We exalt you. God, you are so good. You are so good. You are so good. All the time, you are good, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Bless the Lord, of oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless your holy name. Bless your holy name. Bless your holy name. Praise God. Praise God. I want to challenge you to pursue this week. Fight for your joy. Fight for your peace. Fight for your belonging, if you will, in Jesus' name.